I should probably uh, apologize. I hate to have to sing after these talented young people sing. And I thought, oh, great. Oh, well. Lord, will only a few people be saved? I think the part that the gospel doesn't record is, and will they be just like us? I mean, after all, for we cradle Catholics, we gave up a lot. For most of our life, no meat on Friday, confessions every couple of weeks. If we went to a Catholic school, daily Mass. And our Gospel tells us that we have to enter through the narrow gate. And you can't get through it while eating a hamburger on Friday. But here's the problem. Over and over again, we hear in the Gospels a desire for everyone to be saved. To have everyone at the table in heaven without demanding that they become just like us to get there. In John's Gospel, we hear Christ say, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. When Jesus was approached in Matthew's Gospel and asked, Who is my brother and mother and sister? He answers that whoever does the will of God is his true mother, sister, and brother. That sounds pretty inclusive. But can that be true? Can all those be saved? Can the heavenly banquet table really be that big? We all like to think of ourselves as big-hearted, as having wide compassion, and as loving as Jesus loved. But so often, both our attitudes and our actions deny this. Our attitude is often unconsciously based on the, the promise, the, the idea of making ourselves right by making someone else wrong. Too often we have an unconscious mantra which says, I can only be good if someone else is bad. I can only be true in my dogma if someone else is false. And my religion can only be right if someone else's is wrong. And I can only be in heaven if someone else is in hell. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that all relations, all religions are equal. Or that all denominations within Christianity are equal paths to God. 
The fullness of truth rests in the Catholic Church. And that means we have a plus, an advantage. When I say the fullness of truth, I mean, among other things, the Pope, apostolic succession, which means our Pope, bishops, priests are in direct line with the apostles, our tradition and revelation, and especially the sacraments instituted by Christ as a means of grace, a sharing in the divine life. Principle among the sacraments is the Eucharist, where we have the opportunity to share in Christ's very body and blood, his divinity. Certainly other faith traditions share in some of the sacraments, principally baptism, and some of them profess many of the same beliefs that we say in our Nicene Creed. And many non-Christians seek God, whatever name they give Him, and strive to live morally. But nothing, absolutely nothing, prepares us for heaven like the Eucharist. And we should never diminish or downgrade the benefit as Catholics of being able to unite ourselves with Christ. Not symbolically, but actually. For our imperfect human bodies to unite with Christ's divinity, to become what He is, is something so special, so powerful, we can't help but be changed. And that change is what brings about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, here today on earth. We should certainly wish and hope that everyone one day will share in that reality. Our Christian scriptures and our tradition makes it clear that God's deep, constant, passionate longing is for everyone, absolutely everyone, regardless of their attitude and actions, that they somehow be brought into his kingdom. God, it seems, does not want to rest until everyone is home, everyone eating at the same table. We are told to see Christ in everyone. And that doesn't mean only the poor and the marginalized. It means everyone of every faith and tradition. It means our relatives who may have drifted away from our faith. 
It means our neighbors, good people who happen to see God in a different way. Our gospel ends with, and people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. In our first reading, God says, I come to gather nations of every language. They shall come and see my glory. What ultimately characterizes a genuine faith and a big heart is not how pure our churches, our doctrines, our morals might be, but how wide is the embrace of our hearts. The heavenly table really is that big.